Hi everyone. Today we're going to be having our April podcast and we have Dr. Gallardo here who's going to speak about hyperkalemia. Hi. Uh, so I would like to talk about hyperkalemia because it's such a, it's a very common thing that we see in the ICU and we have a short period of time to address it. Uh, the most common causes would be acute renal failure or patients on um, with CKD on dialysis who miss dialysis. Um, metabolic acidosis is one thing for what, what number of reasons. It could be DKA or sepsis or anything that causes metabolic acidosis. Uh, you can have hyperkalemia because um, the K moves out of the cells as the HS gets sequestered into the cells uh, to address the acidosis. Um, medications can also cause hyperkalemia, um, the ACE and ARBs and um, potassium sparing diuretics uh, can also cause hyperkalemia. Um, and as we all know, hyperkalemia can lead to arrhythmias, um, bradycardia, torsade de pas, and even um, death. Um, so we essentially have a very short period of time that we can address it. And it depends on the severity of the hyperkalemia and how acute or chronic. But let's focus on acute and severe, meaning six and above. Um, is, I think the further up you go, the more serious it is. And especially when you have T wave changes, so it's a diffuse um, peak T waves on your EKG, which um, tells us that there is already cardiac effect of the hyperkalemia and you're close to having a life-threatening arrhythmia. So the first thing to do is to lower the potassium quickly and that's where we get into the um, hyperkalemia cocktail which is built into our Meditech um, and we have a choice of giving calcium gluconate first which, for, which is for cardiac uh, membrane stabilization um, especially when you have EKG changes. Um, but the medications that really push your potassium intracellularly would be your insulin. Uh, we often give it with dextrose. Now in patients with hyperglycemia, often in at least in the 300 to 400 range, we may not have to give dextrose, but the dextrose essentially um, forces or uh, brings the potassium into the cells when the insulin opens up the channel. So that's the purpose of giving the insulin and dextrose together and also to prevent hypoglycemia. Um, you also have albuterol nebulization because when you give um, albuterol, it also forces the K intracellularly. I'm not gonna go into the pathophysiology of it or the mechanisms, but whatever, but essentially the albuterol we give is not a one-time um, uh, nebulization. It's a, it's a set of 10 cc's, I forgot what this concentration is, but it's a higher dose of albuterol than what you give on a regular dose for, uh, let's say, patient with um, COPD or asthma. Um, there's also the K binders. Traditionally, traditionally we have kayaxalate. We've moved away from that uh, due to reports of colitis from kayaxalate. Uh, usually that's what that was given with a sugar alcohol. Um, there was a lot of cases of colitis with that. So now we use Localma um, and it essentially binds potassium so that we can excrete it without it being um, absorbed into the system. Um, so I know it's very common and it's sort of um, easy to think about what we do, but the most important thing is we have we have a very short interval to to 
uh, fix the problem. And after the initial management of just uh, um, quick uh, lowering of the K, then we look into why uh, this patient really developed hyperkalemia and what we can do. So if it's DKA, we uh, give a ton of fluids and start an insulin drip after giving an insulin push. Um, if it's severe sepsis, you know, you know, it's all like fluids, antibiotics, um, pressors if needed. Um, if it's end-stage renal disease and they miss dialysis, then it would be dialysis. So um, basically, we do need to address hyperkalemia quickly, um, and then you can do the secondary management of the underlying condition. Um, and uh, we can talk about hypokalemia next time. Thank you. Thank you, Jade. Very good.